This podcast is sponsored by ebookit.com, self-publishing solutions for the independent author and small press. Visit us today at ebookit.com. Welcome to the Toastmasters podcast, the official podcast of Toastmasters International. Hey, hello, everybody. This is Greg Gazin. And I'm Ryan Levesque. Ryan, Toastmasters International conventions are a marquee event for Toastmasters International. I know we both know that. They take place every year in mid to late August, and after being held virtually for the past two years, they're returning in a hybrid format. But if you've ever been to an international convention, you can't imagine what it takes to put one together. Our guest today is the host district chair for the upcoming 2022 Toastmasters International Convention to be held in Nashville, Tennessee, and the first ever Toastmasters International Hybrid Convention. Ryan, who do we have the pleasure of speaking with today? Our guest today is distinguished Toastmaster Don Biddick. Don has been a member of Toastmasters for 20 years and has served as a region advisor and an international director. Don recently retired as an IT professional of 37 plus years and has just accepted a teaching position at a local high school. Don has been chosen as the 2022 Toastmasters International Convention host District Chair. Joining us from Franklin, Tennessee. Welcome, Don, to the Toastmasters podcast. Welcome. Oh, thank you so much, Ryan and Greg. It is fantastic to be here and to all of our listeners out there. It's great to be here for you as well. Awesome. Don, this is what we want to know to start this conversation. How does it feel to know that in just a few short weeks, Toastmasters from all around the world are going to be converging on your doorstep? Well, to be honest, hopefully not my doorstep, but <laughs> at the uh, Gaylord Opperland Resort and Hotel, it's fantastic. I know so many people that have really missed the face-to-face networking and interactions at a convention. Although we won't have the same numbers this year because of a lot of things going on around the world. However, those that will be coming. They are in for a treat. There are a lot of people who want to reconnect with a lot of their friends around the world. There are people coming who want to meet people and network and get to know others around the world. We are so excited here in Nashville, and we can't wait for it to start. I can imagine a lot of people will be chomping on the bit to get on that plane, of course, hoping that their luggage arrives, but getting on that plane and again, meeting face to face. For those of us who have never been to Nashville, Tennessee, or perhaps are not yet familiar with its reputation, can you tell us a little bit about it? Yes, sir. I could tell you a little bit about it. From someone who was born and raised in the very northwest corner of Indiana, a suburb of South Chicago, I had the wrong impression of Nashville before I moved here. (laughs) (laughs) I thought Nashville was just country folks country music, and that was it. But when I got here, Nashville was just starting to become a very desired location for businesses around the world to bring their headquarters here. Nashville is still, in my opinion, and a lot of opinions here, the center of country music in the world. But there are a lot of other music genres here as well. You have a lot of rock and rollers 
who have retired here, a lot of rock and rollers who still perform here, a lot of rock and rollers who, along with country music artists, are opening bars and restaurants in the downtown area. You can hear all kinds of music in downtown Nashville on Broadway Street and 2nd Avenue especially. It is so eclectic. It's so diverse. But there are a lot of other amenities and attractions here as well. A lot of upscale and very diverse restaurants. And of course, we have Nashville favorites as well. You may have heard of Nashville Hot Chicken. Mm -hmm. Yes, if you go to Kentucky Fried Chicken or other places that claim to have Nashville hot chicken, don't believe it. <laughs> While they think it's like what we have here, it's not so much. Mm. If you like spicy foods, if you like chicken, Nashville hot chicken is the way to go. We also have one of my favorites here, and that is Southern style restaurants and buffets. They call them meat and threes here. At several of them, you sit around the table. You may not know everybody at your table. You may have come with your spouse or on a date or with someone else. You may be at a table with 10 perfect strangers and they bring the bowls of food out and you just pass them around, you eat and you have a lot of fun. Oh my that, goodness. That's yes, so it's, cool. it, it's amazing. And, and you know, that's a situation where Toastmasters skills that we have developed can come in really handy because you can get the conversation started and you can get to know the people at the table. And generally when we go and we are at a table with strangers that we don't know, generally it is us, the Toastmasters, who always start the conversations and we leave friends afterwards. It's just a, an experience that you can't miss when you're here. We also have sports teams here. You may have heard of the Tennessee Titans football team. You may have heard of the Nashville Predators hockey team. We have a AAA baseball team here called the Nashville Sounds. And recently, we have the Nashville Soccer Club as well. We have sports, we have food, we have music of all sorts. If you like the outdoors, there are a lot of parks around the Nashville area. You can go hiking, canoeing, boating, fishing, whatever your heart desires. Wow. I have to admit, I'm getting hungry after hearing about the, the dining options in Nashville. I had the wonderful opportunity a couple of years ago in traveling to Florida from Massachusetts. We specifically made it a point to pass through Nashville just to get a sense of what the city is like. And it was amazing. And I can't wait to go back and experience more of it. It's going to be an absolutely fantastic place for an international convention. Don, it's such an honor to have someone in a really key role for the convention. Of course, I'm speaking of your role as the district host chair. And I wonder if you could give us a little bit of a behind-the-scenes look. What's it been like preparing for the convention? That is an incredible question. And the reason I say that is that I thought the district host chair had more involvement with the convention itself. But World Headquarters, the amazing staff at World Headquarters, they plan and organize everything at the convention, all the behind the scenes, et cetera, et cetera. But the host district chair works with and partners with the staff at World Headquarters in recruiting committee chairs for the different things that will be going on at the convention. 
in recruiting co-chairs and encouraging people to sign up as Helping Hands volunteers. I have spent a lot of time already, and actually most of my time that I will spend for the convention has already completed. I did a lot of interviewing, a lot of recruiting for committee chairs, a lot of encouraging people to sign up for volunteers. And the key for me was to find and put the right people in the right positions. Some of the committees require more experience from the chair, people who have gone to past conventions Mm -hmm. and people maybe who have served on those committees at a past convention. So I also wanted to put the people in the right positions who had the skills that would help in that position. The committee chairs do not have to recruit volunteers. That will be done by World Headquarters. Once we have all the volunteers we need, World Headquarters staff and myself will hold probably Zoom calls with all the volunteers and committee chairs and go over the assignments and just have a Q&A. At the convention, you'll see volunteers wearing red and blue vests. Those are our Helping Hands volunteers. They are going to be there to help make the experience for all the attendees the best that it can be. We will be behind the scenes, but we will also be out front helping people as well and directing them. And think of it this way in some circumstances. Helping Hands volunteers, a lot of times you'll see them at the doors of a conference room or inside the doors or escorting people in and out. If you think about a Toastmasters club, they are the sergeant at arms of the convention, more or less. They will be making sure that the rooms are set up. All the volunteers are there to help people get to where they need to go. And there's a lot of work involved by the volunteers. My work is pretty much done, except for some orientation calls to come up. But I will be walking around the convention as well, helping wherever I can. You mentioned volunteers, and I had an incredible opportunity. I think the first time I volunteered, I volunteered a few times, but the first time was at the 2011 International Convention in Las Vegas and the opportunity of going around and meeting people. Now, one of the things I just want to put out there, maybe you could share that as well, is, as you mentioned, there are certain individuals that would require certain experience, but I'm sure there are others who could volunteer for a role who perhaps come from far away perhaps speak a different language or, and don't have any really experience, but there's also opportunities for them, is there not? Absolutely. And we have some people already signed up to volunteer to help as a uh, Helping Hands volunteer. I also considered that in selecting the committee chairs and co-chairs. A few committees, I have asked volunteers to be a committee chair who've never even been to a convention because I wanted them to experience the convention, not just attending it, but also helping with it. And I also paired them with people who may have more experience. So it's sort of a mentor relationship that I tried to establish in those cases. I also have some volunteers from around the world who will be able to help as well. I also have a co-chair and a committee chair who know the Nashville area, and they will be on the, if you will, the customer service committee. I have two people who know the resort 
and the hotel inside out one actually works at the hotel and convention mm. center so we have very specific people with very specific knowledge and skills that can help with basically anything that comes up and to your point with language as well that's excellent so it's a really great opportunity to work on those communication skills put them into practice as well as leadership skills Absolutely. And I'm really looking forward to the experience that first time attendees will have as a committee chair or co-chair or a volunteer. And to your point, I served as a Helping Hands volunteer at the International Convention in Washington, D.C. a few years ago. The best experience I've ever had as far as meeting people, networking with people. And I formed some friendships as a volunteer that I still carry forward with me today. Perhaps there's an opportunity to earn some Pathways credits as well. There are some leadership projects, like a high-performance leadership project that committee chairs can use and mm. get credit for, for organizing an event, if you will. Yeah. And of course, I assume there are still some volunteer opportunities. Don, can you share with the listeners, if they're interested, how they can get involved? Absolutely. If you go to the Toastmasters.org website, as was mentioned earlier, there is an FAQ tab with directions on how to sign up to be a volunteer. Anyone who is interested in serving as a committee co-chair, they can contact me directly at dbittick, that's D-B-I-T-T-I-C-K, at Toastmasters.org, and I'll be happy to talk to them about co-chair opportunities. Okay, we'll certainly put those links in the show notes as well. And again, anyone, whether you're a first-timer or a veteran like Don, there are opportunities to volunteer and it'll be a blast, I can tell you from personal experience. Awesome. That's great. Don, having attended a number of conventions, I can attest that every convention is a unique experience. But this year, we're truly going into uncharted territory. We've had lots of in-person conventions over the years. We've had a couple of online conventions. And as we've already mentioned previously, this is the first year where we are going to have a hybrid event where there'll be attendees on the ground in Nashville, as well as people tuning in from around the world. I wonder if you have any insight into what the hybrid experience might look like. Absolutely. And I refer to the hybrid convention as the best of both worlds, if you will. We will have people live in Nashville attending the convention, and they will get to see each other's faces, smile, laugh, catch up on old times, make new friends. But we will also have the increased attendance by having the virtual part of it. In the past, the international conventions would normally have around 2,000 to 3,000 attendees, closer to 2,000, 2,500. But I know the last couple of years with the virtual conventions, attendance went through the roof. And so I'm hoping the same thing happens this year. We'll have a smaller group of people here in person to really experience it. But we'll also have the attendance from people around the world, people who normally wouldn't go to a convention, just members from around the world, club officers, people who may not have the time to get away from work, may not have the finances to get away, people who have never been to a convention. This is their opportunity to experience it as well. 
and World Headquarters is taking care of all the technology and they're so amazing at it. We'll have events that will be broadcast live. They'll be live streamed. They will be recorded. Some of the other events, we talked about this earlier, like the accredited speaker program, the International Speech Contest semifinals and World Championships, they will be broadcast live and be in person as well. So for me, it's the best of both worlds. I bet it's going to be a little different than your first international convention, right? Oh my goodness. I could tell stories about that first convention, especially when it came to voting for our international directors and executive committee. I remember we had paper ballots and when there was a vote to be had at the annual business meeting, people would walk around with little baskets or boxes collecting the ballots, much like you see at church with the uh, offerings, I guess, <laughs> but they would walk around and gather all of the paper ballots. And then World headquarters would play music over the intercoms. People would jump up and dance in the aisles for however long it took to count those ballots. I remember that. So where was your first international convention and, and when was it? If you remember that far back. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be a really tough question. If I could remember my first, I can tell you this. Aside from being a district leader, one of the most memorable and first conventions I went to out in Palm Desert. And I remember it so well because that's where I really got to meet and know a lot of people. But I also experienced the heat of Palm Desert. <laughs> and now, of course, with meeting all these people and the advent of technology, now you can keep, you can connect with them. And in fact, I'm still friends with a number of people around that I've met from around the world. And of course, once I start traveling again, I'll have the opportunity to perhaps and go and visit them at their districts. Absolutely. It is so easy to visit clubs around the world, district events around the world, connecting with friends around the world. I probably have anywhere from seven or eight Zoom calls with friends around the world every week. That's incredible. And of course, folks, if you want to get more information about the convention, if you go to the Toastmasters International website, there is a great set of frequently asked questions that can answer a lot of the questions with respect to where it is, the setup, the hybrid, et cetera, et cetera. And folks, if you enjoyed this podcast as much as we did, please, please, please make sure that you share it with your friends. You can find the Toastmasters podcast at toastmasterspodcast.com, toastmasters.org, Google, Apple, and also Spotify, and pretty much everywhere and anywhere you get your podcasts. And once again, the 2022 International Convention will be held this year at the Gaylord Opryland Resort and Convention Center in Nashville, Tennessee, from Wednesday, August 17th through Saturday, August 20th. Don, thanks so much for joining us today. And before we let you go, I'd like to ask you to just take 30 seconds, if you would, and tell us what are you personally most excited about when it comes to this year's convention? Conventions in general just excite me. Just being there with other Toastmasters around the world, seeing old friends, reconnecting with them, and making new lifelong friends after the convention. That's what I'm excited about. That's a perfect note to end on. Don Biddick, Distinguished Toastmaster and Host District Chair. Thanks so much for joining us today. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Isn't it about time you publish that book you've been thinking about? We can help with that. 
At ebookit.com, we've been providing authors and small presses with ebook publishing services since 2010. Visit us today at ebookit.com and let us know how we can help you.